You are about to listen to Only Fools and Collecting, a podcast for those who like a good moan about figure collecting and don't mind naughty words. You have been warned. All right, play it nice and cool, son. Nice and cool, you know what I mean? Right, cushy, cushy. Don't worry, you just relax. Everything's gonna be cushy. a full out somewhere off and running hello and welcome to this uh, bonus episode of uh, only falls and collecting so we thought we'd do one on 3d printing and we got mr steve with us and hello. mr zach the ox father what's up guys how are we doing boys we all right pretty good yeah it's been good. so long that i've recorded with steve i'm so excited uh, i know likewise. it's been a while likewise. it's been a while <laughs> Yeah, so we look, we just want to start off by saying a big thanks to Watto's Scrapyard and Backdrops and Bases for sponsoring us. Um, any heads you want, Watto's your man. Any backdrops you want, Dean and Kev are the guys to go to. So big shout out to those guys for sponsoring yet again. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's not so much about figures. It's about 3D printing. So we had a show a couple of weeks ago where we had a mere mention of a 3D printer, and then for the next 10 minutes, that was all that filled the chat with questions and stuff. <laughs> so we thought we'd we yeah. thought we'd knuckle down and do a little bit on it. Because I know like I've only been 3D printing a year. Steve's been doing it a lot longer, and he's like the guru when it comes to this kind of stuff. Well, I don't build me um, up that much. Mate, you're way better than I am. <laughs> way better. <laughs> um, and, I know, and I'm genuinely shocked and surprised that Zach hasn't got a 3D printer yet. Yeah, I, I just have a 2D printer, and that thing doesn't work half the time, so it's kind of scary <laughs> to get into the Maybe after this podcast. Yeah, yeah my aim so... is by the end of this one to have you logged on and buying one. There you go. Exactly. Depends, yeah, it depends on how the Patreon does. Um, one thing I wanted to also mention, we're filming this September 2nd, and we might put this episode into storage for a bit. So if you're watching this, uh, you know, and I already have a printer or something else like just know that the timeline is not messed up um yes but i'm excited i'm excited i asked Ian a bunch of questions and he's like fuck it let's just do a backlog it's way yeah. easier than typing this question so uh, yeah. ian what do we need bro yeah so when we so i am um, i should start off by saying when i got into 3d printing i jumped on the tail end of the last kind of generation of printers so they were lcd screens that were converted phone screens and it would take to print a head sculpt would take like nine hours and it was a real labor of love to yeah. set it up and to walk away from it and the build plate i had was probably about the size of my phone so it was tiny i could probably get like two heads on it and that was about it that's and basically print... what they were they were like color phone screens weren't they yeah yeah they they really were they were so so small uh Irie, hello how are you um yeah, they were they were tiny, absolutely tiny machines. Really, they were they were a, a phone shoved into some casing with a vat and then a build plate that would lower. That was it. So when I jumped on the tail end of of this that generation, you could pick up a wash and cure machine and the printer for about three hundred quid, which at the time was fucking brilliant because that's what you used to spend just on the printer. 
So I, I kind of jumped in with a bit of nudging from Steve going, have you seen this one? Have you seen this one? Have you seen this one? And I was like... <laughs> I have oh, a habit of doing that. Yeah. yeah, Steve's the only reason I've got a Mono X. He was like, oh, look at this. Um, and I went <laughs> for it. So I, I think initially this is a bare basic what you what you need. So the printer, you can't, you can't really print without the printer. Um, resin, so you can go water washable or just normal resin uh, uh-huh. and for me you have to have a wash now this is personal like you have to have a washing cure machine you can jerry rig uv lights up um, and washing containers of either ipa or water if using washable but the washing cure machines for the price of them just save so much time yeah um, totally massively and then you know just then it's Which all the sundries one? Which one here is the washing cure? Is it the one that looks like the little pink can? So, or is it the green yeah. box? So the these are both UV curing mm-hmm. things that people have, have jerry rigged up with um, mm-hmm. with UV lights in, and obviously uh-huh. lid. So what that one in the middle, that big green one's one with a turntable, put a turntable in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can, you know, I mean, when I was waiting for my uh, washing cure machine to turn up. I, I jerry-rigged a cardboard box, lined it with tin foil, and shoved the UV light in there with a turntable that did me for about two weeks. But uh-huh. it's a really imprecise way of doing it. Um, and then I got a wash and cure machine, and it's it's you literally once you printed, uh, once you printed your print, you take it off the build plate, you stick it in the machine in water or IPA, whatever you're using set it to wash for however minutes you want. So I normally wash stuff for about five minutes. There's a little whirly dervish at the bottom that spins and spins and spins and makes the water go around. That cleans it. Then you take that off, put a different plate on that's a turntable, whack it on for five minutes and the UV lights all shine through and cure it. Um, it makes it makes things cleaner and it just it saves you so much more time. Um, so... That that one in the top right, that's your washing cure. It looks very mm. similar to the actual three D printer, to be honest, or some some yes. of them, anyway. Yeah, yeah, they they do very much look 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 like their printer counterparts, um, but you end up with like uh, funnels, paint strainers to put the resin back in the bottle because what you don't want to do is is print something, then just pour the resin straight back in the bottle because sometimes you can get little bits of dried up resin and stuff um if you have a fell print you can have bits of whatever you've been printing in the vat so if you just pour that straight back into into the bottle the next time you come to use it if you think of having loads of bits of grit your build plate will come down and just grind whatever you poured in there into the fep so the fep is the piece on the printer um, that kind of vat at the bottom that screws in the bottom of that's clear mm-hmm. because that's where the light shines up through and it's curing layer upon layer as it pulls it out of the resin so you won't have a big gap between that and the FEP so if you've got anything in there it will just push into the FEP and that's where you get holes and shit like that and then before you know it you're just flooded with resin because it's all seeped through and fucked your machine up mm-hmm so there's loads of little... I mean, you do get a fair bit with the printer, so you get scrapers and stuff like that, so you don't really have to go out and buy scrapers and, and all that. They usually give you but, a couple of paint strainers, which you yeah. need loads of paint strainers, because every time you, you drain it, 
you, you have to pour it through a paint strainer through, in through the funnel back into the bottle. Otherwise, you can, mm-hmm. you can contaminate your, your good resin. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you also need loads and loads of disposable gloves, like latex yeah. or, nit- or the blue nitrile ones, because you, you're yeah. going to go through them. You don't want resin on your fingers, because if, mm-hmm. um, if you do, if you get it on your fingers, you don't realize, and you go out into sunlight, it'll burn your fingers because the resin just sure. cures on it and takes your skin off. So yeah. you've got to be careful with it all. And yeah. then masks too, right? Like respirators and stuff? No, not really. I don't anyway. No, I, I, just, I must admit, I don't. I got... Um, I mean, does I it bought, smell like the machine? Like the liquid? A little bit. Uh, the, better, to it, guess, the modern resins are better than they used to be, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it all depends on the resin you're using. So I I went, I went, used a Photon resin, which I thought smelt a little bit. Um, Eligoo, I think probably, out of the ones I've used, probably smelt the most. The Nova resin that I swear by now, um, I hardly smell it. I bought two carbon filters that Eligu make that you put inside the inside the printer. Um, so where the where on that photo where it says an ecom an ecubic new photon series, the photon X is the one I've got. And where you see yeah. the vat, you put them just behind it, so that's kind of filtering the fumes while you're doing it. And I always have a window mm-hmm. open with my door open so it gets a through draft. Yeah, um, you, want, you don't you really, want good ventilation. Don't really notice it. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't suggest if you you know, you're just in a basement somewhere with no no windows or anything like that, just having it burning away in the corner. Um, yeah. you see people on on the three D printing group saying, I am I'm thinking about putting this in my bedroom. Will it be mm. all right? I'm like, No. <laughs> don't put it in your bedroom for God's sake, you know. At least have mm. it in a different room that you're not living in. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So I mine's in my spare room. And I sometimes when I'm snoring, have to go and sleep in there. But where it's where the printer is, you've got the printer, the wash and cure, the carbon filters in there, and then the window here. So mm. it's always open. You've always got a free breeze in, and you don't. And you've you've just got to be a bit careful about cleaning up after yourself and not leaving. Um, like the wash and cure machine, you'll have water in the wash and cure machine that's all got resin in it so it's about making sure you cure that and you dispose of that properly and you're not just leaving it in the room for you to be huffing the fumes constantly so how do you Um, how do you dispose of the water resin i mean i assume you can't pour it down the drain yeah even even what wash you shouldn't wash you shouldn't just pour it down the drain um (coughs) what i tend to do is uh, this is another good thing with a wash and cure machine is i will stick it with nothing in it, just the just water, the wash and cure machine, and set it to cure for like ten minutes or so, and then it goes really cloudy. I then strain that into an empty bottle, and then I just throw it in the bin. Um, you can take it down to the tip and t- treat it as like hazardous, but I tend to just chuck it in the bin. Um, mm. You can. You, some people will leave it outside for days on end in the in in direct sunlight to separate it and then strain it, but yeah. If you've got a wash and cure machine, some of the wash and cure machines, like the new one I've got, you can set it to cure for like half an hour. So you can really blast stuff um, to get it to go. But it's definitely not something you want to be tipping down your drain because resin can eat seals and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is tip it, say, down your, your plug up upstairs in your bathroom and then fuck all your pipework up. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with me, like, I, I kind of want a printer. But I don't really want to buy um, a wash and cure and all the other things because mm. one for space and then budget also. 
I mean, in Texas, we have pretty good sun. Like, I'll, like just fucking, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty intense. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been looking at the water washable resins because, yeah. you know, not that alcohol is expensive or anything, but I mean, if, if I could use tap water or, or distilled water, I mean, I'd much rather go that route. Yeah. If we have enough sun, is a UV curing uh, machine necessary, or is it kind of just like a creature comfort type thing? It will take a lot longer. It, it, yeah. it doesn't matter if you live in Texas or or anywhere else that gets the forty degrees. It's still nowhere near as powerful as having you know is actually being right next to the UV lights because uh-huh. there are certain there are certain bandwidth um, that are tuned to to, to the resin, uh, whereas uh-huh. sun doesn't. Sun is all sorts of different. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's along the spectrum of lines. It's like all different. Fr- yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you have to be really yeah. careful with with water washable as well. Is if something's hollow. So if you, because what you can do to save resin is hollow, hollow a print. Uh, but what you need to do is put drain holes in and a way to cure the inside. Uh-huh. And sometimes when you download a file, it might have natural pockets in. So you have to watch out for those because what will happen is you'll cure the outside. And then the inside's still wet and it just rips itself open. But Jesus. it normally happens like a couple of weeks after. So you could go through and paint something and then it burst open. So a guy sold a Vader sculpt to that lives in Crawley. I must have hollowed the dome. So I printed a replacement dome for him. So I've got a replacement that I printed that is solid. And I know because I checked digitally and I even drilled a hole in it to make sure. Um, what had happened was along the back and along the top here, it had just burst open and all resin had dripped down. Luckily, because uh-huh. a Vader has this lip, it, none of it went on the figure. It just trailed off down the back. So I so said, just throw it away. I'll print you a new one that's solid and you can glue it on. But you have to be really careful because I've had it with a few um, a few prints where things are, are hollow. Yeah, they just burst open. Days. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was doing... Yeah, no, go on, yeah. No, I, was saying, I, I ended up mostly printing um, solid since then because I just had yeah. so many troubles with hollow prints. Yeah. On it's only with water washable it seems to be it's, it's fine with the um, with the other ones, but uh, I, I've only ever used water washable, so I just had to mm. work around it. Yeah, same here. I mean, I did some hunter backpacks and I put a big fuck off drain hole in it, and the first one I did with my old washing cure machine was fine. It didn't rip open. It's absolutely fine. The second lot I did with my new washing cure machine, it just won't touch the inside, so it just would burst open. Um, so yeah, you need to learn to kind of work around it. But there are different resins you can get, like there's water washable. You got flexi resins, which are a bit more expensive. They're about sixty or quid for a bottle, um, but as the name suggests, they're flexible. So mm-hmm. the clone kits I've been printing, I need really need to get some of it just so I can batch print. Um, it's like the belts and bits like that, that, that so there's a little bit of give in them because resin is quite brittle so if you are doing like the clones there are bits that you almost just want to snap on purpose and then put some banding behind it and stuff like that so it moves um, mm-hmm. because it's not very forgiving because of how brittle it is so if you've got anything that's quite thin because one issue you have is these uh, files for everything but a lot of the time they're cosplay files. Mm-hmm. So there'd be, if you picture something that's full scale and you shrink it down, it looks fantastic. 
but you've also shrinking the thickness down as well. Yeah. So yeah. when you take that down, it's very, very thin and very, very flexible. Doesn't really bode well for resin, particularly when you're taking supports and stuff off because you end up ripping great holes in it. Mm-hmm. So you've got to consider stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and look at ways to kind of thicken the files using different software, um, which isn't always easy. Like the, the, the software, slicing software, piece of piss, anyone can use it stuff like mesh mixer and all of that that you might use to prepare a file um isn't the easiest thing in the world to work with yeah yeah, yeah that's the thing that involved. scares me the most is the uh support stuff like, so it, it I, seems like it, it would be tedious so the, the i'm i'm really lazy i use auto supports and i will add and take away where i see it needs it mm-hmm. um, same what I tend to do is I use light supports and I will run them at either 50 or 75%, which is overkill. Like I'm using more resin than I need to with it, but I don't get print failures with it. Um, and it may leave a couple of little um, support marks that I just need to sand off. But a lot of it's to do with orientation. So if I'm printing um, if I'm printing that, the because uh, I think this is Dean's, actually, that needs paint, uh, what I will do is I will just print it like that. I will stick it like that on the build plate and I will, I will just print it like that. And then what you have is along the bottom, you see those little, trying yeah, to little focus, the little, the little bumps. So that's where the supports were. But that's that's in a place where you aren't going to notice that. Yeah. So you, you tend to get good at... Um, hiding the crime. Hiding them. And like another example is, say, these bullets... That I'm doing the Roger Rabbit bullets. So these were printed on my old printer. That was just on the build plate. And then you'll have a couple of supports that came off of like some of the bits that poke out. Uh-huh. So it really depends on what you're printing and how you how you orientate it um, to how you hide those. But it, it's really um, it's really not that difficult. And yeah. your layer height and stuff like that you set within the slicer. So back with my old printers you would try and do if i was printing a sculpt i would try and do it at 0.3 of a millimeter because you would get quite good detail out of that with the but because it is printing 0.3 of a millimeter at a time it would take fucking forever to print anything um Uh if you go at half a mil at a time it's a lot quicker but typically with the older printers you would see lots of little layer lines now with the newer generation of printers like we've got, you can print at that 0.5 and you get all that detail because they're 4K screens. Um, you're not printing it at two, like a 2K resolution anymore. So they've made some quite big advancements in it. Um, and I've found just it's made me rethink how I collect things because uh, an example is the, um, the Trooper. The mm-hmm. 501st. So I looked at it and went, actually, I've already got the helmets. I can print the, the Gatling gun. I can print the backpack. I don't really need the exclusive. So a lot of the time, the exclusive versions of stuff now, I'm looking at it going, well, I can print all that. And I can print a lot of the other accessories, like Mandalorian. Like, how many people were printing Mandalorian accessories? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you, you can just... It makes life, as a collector... And a customizer a hell of a lot easier because it's yeah, fast. It it's so much easier, doesn't it? Because you can yeah. you buy an outfit and a head sculpt, but then you can print the gun and whatever else or accessories you want. Mm. It's great for accessories. 
Yeah. And when you look at when you um, join a lot of the 3D printing groups, you find a lot of really talented sculptors who are com- people regularly commission them to make full blown statues. So when you message them and go, I just want a head, they think you're absolutely mad because they're like, well, what do you mean just the head? Well, I collect figures. I want to put it on a figure and I'm going to do all of this. Um, my my Batman Begins sculpts, a guy called Lux Sculpts, I approached him and he designed it for me, sent me the file and I printed it myself. Like it It makes, you've got so many more options for stuff because you can just get the file, print it, and then that afternoon you're sitting there painting it. It's fucking like, wild. It's, it's mad. The, the, the fact that you look at a screen and go, that digital file, I can, I can have that in my hand in like three hours is mental. Absolutely yeah. mental. But yeah, we got so, some photos. Um, yeah, what what type of printers are you guys using? So, so uh, yeah, you do you take this one, Steve? Because you've got a uh, you've got a different well, type of printer yeah. as well, haven't you? I've got I've got a few. So the bottom, the bottom, you, that's just my workshop. So um, the one on the bottom of the picture on the left there, you can, that's um, what's called an FDM printer. So that prints using filaments. Um, which is like a, a big reel of plastic that feeds in, it heats it up to about 200 degrees and then it moves around the, the, the print bed and just lays the plastic down and then it builds it up in layers. Um, they, those are good types of printers, I'll show you uh, in a minute. They tend to get used for things like props, like large scale like things. Uh, yeah. A lot of people make, yeah, people make helmets, uh, large dioramas like Ian's just showing you there, it's just... Uh, you know, they tend to get used for more robust pieces that you, um, that you, know, you just need the scale for. You can get very, very big versions of those. That, that's what I started out with, but the, the problem with them is you can't get um, very, very high definition. It's certainly nothing like what you can on, on resin printers. Uh-huh. So um, that was an only cubic um, mega, mega S, I think it is quite a, quite a typical one. Um, the other... There's another company called Creality, which actually is one of my uh, resin printers. Makes um, so Creality make one called the Ender Three and the Ender Three Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a very very common starter printer, a bit like the, the yeah the only cubic one I've got there. Either one's uh-huh. pretty good, and you, you can get them very cheap. But if you if you're into figure collecting, then you really want a resin printer um, because you you're mainly going to be wanting to make head sculpts, accessories, um, even diorama pieces. Now you can do with the bigger printers. So on the top on the top shelf, uh, from left to right, you've got the Anycubic Mono Mono X, which is the same one Ian's got in his picture on the left. Um, then I've got a Creality. It's not a very fancy name. I think it's an LD Double O Two R. It's a bit of an older one. That's a, a color screen technology. So the Mono X is Mono Screen, which is the newer ones, um, and the color ones, which are the older ones. Um, like the previous generation and it's, it's obviously a lot smaller as well something like a five and a half inch screen whereas the the mono x has got a nine inch screen same almost the size of an ipad if you like and then the one next one along from that is my wash and cure um which is again it's a smaller wash and cure that was meant for the the you know, the middle machine you, you can see there ian's uh-huh. got the big wash and cure he'll tell you about it in a minute but um, I could do with getting the big one to be honest because sometimes I'll print something on the big printer and it only just fits in the wash and cure when I could do <laughs> a, you know, a bigger one really um, but yeah so yeah, the, the reason they moved to mono I was going to say earlier 
they move to the, the color screens don't let as much light through because they've got um, obviously a red, green, and blue um, pixels. And they even when they're fully open, they don't let 100% of the light through. Whereas a mono screen, it, it either lets light through or it doesn't. And when it does let light through, it lets all of it through. So you actually end up with a lot more UV lights coming through and it, it basically means the machine can print quicker because, it, because it's uh, doing that. So anyone who's looking to buy a resin printer, just make sure you get a mono one because you'll just be printing a lot, a lot faster. So yeah, that's the my that stuff. The ones that I'm looking at right now, it's the uh, Elegoo Mars 2. This yeah. one says 2K monochrome LCD screen. Yeah. And then there's the Elegoo Mars, Mars 2 Mono MSLA. And I'm not sure what that is, but this is monochrome. It's basically LCD the same too. thing. Yeah they, they, yeah, they tend to call the same printer different names, but it is basically the same thing. It's worth looking the, at the, Sat the Saturn as well, which is big, a bigger version of the Mars 2. Yeah, and then the last one is the Anycubic Photon Mono. Yeah. Because I really want to stay around $200. It's kind of where I think... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really trying to buy a $600 printer. Buy, no, exactly. Um, well, the, the, the Mono is a good printer, to be honest. Um, the, you can get the H version of my of my middle one, um, uh -huh. which is also the, the, the Creality LD002H. About the same kind of money. Um the only thing with the Anycubic Mono is it hasn't got carbon filters, so you'd have to buy them like what Ian was saying before, mm. whereas some printers have carbon filters built in. So if you're going to run it in a room where people are living, then I'd try and, try and find one that's got a carbon filter. So I think the, the, the Elegoo will have um, the Mars 2, whereas the, the, the Anycubic Mono doesn't. So between those three, the Anycubic and the Elegoo, is are either of those like much better, or are they pretty much the same thing? They're pretty much the same. I mean, the internals and all the stuff inside is is all it all come, everything. They all come from the same company. So there's a mm -hmm. there's a company called Chitube, which um, they make all the boards, all the mechanisms, all the screens, uh, all the software. Everything that's inside the printer is made by Chitube. And then there's a software called Chitube Box, which runs yeah, which you, you you can. It's one of the slicing softwares you can get. Mm -hmm. um, what the likes of Creality and Anacubic and Elegoo do then do is they'll take the Chitu hardware and they'll basically build a case around it and all the motors and and the box itself. So it doesn't really matter which printer you get. You're basically buying the same thing. It just it's the extra stuff around it. You know, I what's the case made sense. of? Has it got carbon filters? Um, has it got dual duals? Um, axes, rods, and all that type of stuff. You know, they they like customize the actual frame of the of the thing. The only thing mm -hmm. I'd say is Anycubic and Creality are known for not having the best support. Elegoo, Elegoo, um, have got the the biggest fan following, and they have the biggest Facebook groups, um, and this did reportedly have the best support. So I'm mm -hmm. always hearing from Elegoo fans that you know that they rave about how well they're, they're looked after compared to. Any cubic and creality um, yeah. customers, so ironically, I, me and um, haven't got those. No, no. So I used to my my first creality um, that broke, and um, what's that? Uh, that broke. <laughs> I said this. Yes, I was like, what? Um, that broke, and I had it for probably less than three months. Um, mm -hmm. three four months so it broke and I reached out to Creality and they pretty much told me to go suck a dick um, they 
first of all like yeah we want you to open it up and we want you to take some voltage readings from this part of the board and I was like okay I don't actually own a voltage meter but I guess I'll go and get one and then when I took it apart they had glued in everything and no matter what I did to try and take the particular bit that they wanted me to get a reading from out I couldn't because it was all glued in and I was like if I keep pulling it or I try and heat it up I'm going to break it and I kept going backwards and forwards with it and I was like look I don't know how, how I don't know how many other ways to say this I cannot open I can't give you the reading because you've caked the whole thing in glue like it was caked and they were like well we, we need the reading nothing we can do and I was like but at this point, the printers had become so cheap, I got one for 60 quid off of eBay that I ended up using until my new printer turned up. So it was a bit of a stopgap. But yeah, the but with Anycubic, I messaged them because um, my printer started making a weird noise as it was lowering. And every now and again, I think I've got a print actually here that has it on. Um, every now and again, I get these weird little pit marks like that. Um, let me see if I get it to focus. See there, just here, I get these yeah. weird kind of marks. Um, they're not. I can sand them out. It's not a problem. Um, but I was like, it's making this noise and it's doing that. Um, and it was seemed to only be things that were at a certain height. So to be fair on them, they came back almost straight away and they were like, right, regrease the rod, clean that, do this, do that, then let us know. And I was like, oh, and my, my casing has started to crack all along the inside, which was a, a known issue. And they were like, okay, not a problem. Give us your give us your address, fill this format, and we'll ship, ship you one out. So within about two weeks, I had a new case. So the case I've got where we're on that picture says any cubic is actually now chamfered. It's a completely different case that they sent us. Um, but that, that was a really good experience with them as opposed to Creality, who were just like... Yeah, we want you to completely strip the printer apart, take readings, rebuild it, and then send us the stuff. And I was like, if I bought a fucking TV, you wouldn't tell me to be stripping the cunt. Um, but you, you've <laughs> just got you've just got to put up with that with this kind of stuff because yeah, it's hit me unfortunately. Like there's loads of stories. Yeah, you know, it doesn't pick, pick a company. There's you'll find good and bad stories about their support. Yeah, it just uh, you know, not speaking ill of Chinese companies, but they're just. You know, if it, I think if it's an easy fix, they'll they'll do it. And if it's a not yeah. an easy fix, then they they'll they'll just have you going around in, in circles. Yeah. So that's kind so of what, where it goes. What some people do, because if you buy directly from the manufacturer, it's so much cheaper. Like my print was oh, probably two hundred quid cheaper than than it would have been if I'd bought it through someone like Amazon. The only thing is, if you do buy it through Amazon you do get a better level of customer care because you can take advantage of just being able to send it back to Amazon. But it's Amazon, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. No, no quibble. Yeah, so they will just get swap your one. You, but you are you do, paying. You do find good deals. Well, yeah, you say that, but sometimes Amazon have like ridiculous sales on some of the printers, yeah. like the, the Elegoo printers especially. If you, if you keep checking back, you'll get a Mars, the latest Mars printers for you know huge discounts. So it is worth, if you can find one on Amazon at a good price, just get it. They're good for resin, the actual resin as well. So yeah, totally. What I've, st I've set up a subscribe and save on the Nova resin, so every two months it just sends me a bottle. Um, 
and by subscribing and saving it knocks like six quid off a bottle because um, I was I, I pretty much buy a bottle every month sometimes two bottles depending on what I'm doing because mm. um, the, the you problem, print a lot though I'm a shit bag I've got boxes of stuff I printed down here that I've got no use for <laughs> because I I tend to batch print um, and I will I will just set it set it like those knee pads and stuff so I just filled up the bill plate and printed them uh, but what I have started to do is is some stuff um, I'll print a load off and I will just have a listing on eBay for like Mandalorian parts that just sits there live and every now and again someone buys a set for say 15 quid and I just post it off because I've got them they're sitting there they might as well I might as well, you know they might as well go mm-hmm. um, but it is tempting when you have that bigger bill plate just to load it up and that's where you have to start to be careful because you will get to the point where you are you you can't move for stuff. And although it is very very cool to be able to print stuff, sometimes you don't really need to print stuff. <laughs> so like yeah. like um, the clone troopers at the moment. So I've got one up there I printed. I've got another one up there that I've got to print another couple of bits for. But I'm or I'm fucked for space, <laughs> like. But because I now have the ability to print clones, I'm like, oh, I print another one. Oh, I print another one. Oh, I can do literally this one. cloning clones. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, what the fuck do I do with them? So there is that. You do run into that danger of um, overprinting stuff and not having not having a use for it. Um, no, from, also for me when I'm doing test prints, like when I do quite a few big pieces. And yeah. sometimes I'll do a test print and I'll end up doing two or three test prints and I don't throw the test prints away ever. Yeah. So I've got like, you'll see in a minute, I did a ET. I've still got, oh. yeah, in the top right, I've still got about four test print e- ETs, which I've got no use for because you could never make a, a figure out of them uh, yeah. or a statue out of them. But I've still some bizarrely still kept it. I just don't want to throw it away. I'm exactly the same. I, you'll, you'll print something and there'll be something slightly wrong with it. <clears throat> And it's enough that you can't use it, but at the same time, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't really want to get rid of that. Like, <laughs> Steve, I that. need you to print me some Among Us, the monster. Uh, I knew you would ask me this. Yeah, I will do it for you, I promise. I need, I need uh, two, bro. Like, one yeah. one monster, one regular for my desk. No worries. And you printed no worries. these really good, bro. These look fucking dope. They come out fantastic, yeah. Um, yeah. How, how big the, are these little guys? Probably about three inches tall. Dude, I will yeah. I need those. That looks okay. fucking incredible. Dumb, Everything these are some of the prints always looks fantastic. I know. What the fuck? This shit like, looks I don't know how he does it. I'm like, I can't see a single support mark. No layer lines, nothing. He's just like, boom, perfect. I don't know. Just got a gift, I think. That's what it is. <laughs> He's a, a prodigy of the 3D world. That... Um, yeah. So, so just I mean, talk. I'll talk you through these. But the um, the nightbed before the Jack Skeleton, that's a that's a third scale bust. It's absolutely huge. Um, so it's probably it's about eight, eight nine inches tall. Um, mm. I had to print the head in in one go on the Mono X. That was quite a big print. It took a couple of goes as well. That's actually hollow. Um, yeah. And I had to make I had to really shake that a lot to make sure I've I've got all the the uncured resin out of it. And then I printed the base. Um, and actually, that's the wrong picture I gave to you guys to put on here. But there's also a bow tie, which is quite mm-hmm. wide as well. So it's actually it's uh-huh. as wide as it is tall when you see the final thing. Um, and then 
where you can see Hot Toys Ripley next to her, you've got um, an egg with the um, face hugger like, like coming out of the egg, uh, and that was that, that was a fantastic model um, that was off Gambody. So Jack Skellington and that one and ET, and there's low. If you go, there's a website called Gambody, which is um, they're like pre-made um, kit, um, 3D files kits, if you like. So. The Jack Skeleton bust it comes already disassembled into the head and the the uh, the, the the chest and then the the bow tie and then that face hugger you know you actually get the main body of the egg and then the um, the, the flappy bits that come off and then the face huggers in like three separate pieces and then there's the base so it's all dissected for you and then you just literally load it up on the print on the print bed and uh, and, and print it off. It's a really good website for anyone that's you know want to do bigger stuff. Um, it's an easy way of doing it. Uh, same with ET. So ET I did on my bigger printer. Uh, I, first of all, tried it on the small printer, but you have to print it without the arms on. So you could, you could get the file with or without the arms already attached. But I want I wanted him to be completely solid, so it wasn't wasn't messed about with glue and filler and all that type of stuff. So yeah. I, I did it on the big printer, but that took four attempts and each attempt you're using half a bottle of resin it's like 15 20, 15 20 quid so just to get one good et cost me about 100 100 quid um i am going to start printing them and and painting and selling them because you know I, I know it's it's six scale as well it's so I, I made sure it was exactly the right height for six scale um but yeah it turned out really well and then obviously painted it myself and i'm going to do i'm going to do lots more now i've got the the print perfected. I can, I can print loads more off. It was these fingers that kept going wrong. You know, I'd say keep adjusting the supports because it was the fingers weren't printing one hundred percent and all that type of thing. So you have to really be on bigger prints, especially intricate ones. You have to keep adjusting the supports and then printing off a test one. And if it goes wrong, that's in the bin. Then you can't fix it. So you have got to try again and to keep going. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you got the you get some ones. really weird failures, don't you? Fingers, you do. I find that with some of the small yeah. stuff. Well, like it delaminates, so you end up seeing each layer because it's all kind of spread out. Weird stuff, yeah. Mm. And I had some really annoying failures on when I was doing ET because the whole thing was perfect except one finger hadn't printed. And there's nothing you can do there unless you're going to start getting the milliput out and try and make a finger, which is just you know, not really yeah. worth trying. Um, yeah, so... Mrs. Doubtfire, so there's a couple of quarter scale heads and a, a six scale, so that, that was actually a commission um, that I printed off for a guy who uses, uh, who, you know, I do all his printing for him, so he gets the, the 3D sculpts made by a, by a sculptor, then he sends me the files and then I, I print them off for him, and then we're just, gonna, we're just about to start doing some, some sm small print runs for, for both quarter scale and six scale, I think we're doing Beetlejuice next, um, cool. which should be good. Um, and then the bottom one, well, bottom right, so the Among Us figures, um, the files for those are actually on another really good website called Thingiverse. So anyone that's yeah, getting yeah, into yeah. 3D printing, you're going to head straight to Thingiverse because everything on there is free. And it is. Uh, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's just amazing how many people will make something or design something, a 3D design, really, really well done. They've put many hours into it and they just chuck it on there and give it away for free. Um, so you can, you can download all of the, the crew from Among Us and print them all off. So I've done, you can see there, the um, imposter 
the uh, normal crewmate, and then the, the one in purple and white, you can't really, really tell there, but it's actually one of the ghosts. Um, but there's other files oh, in shit. there as well. Yeah. So you can get, you can print off the body that splits in half, and it's got the bone sticking out of it, um, and you can take it <laughs> off and put it back on. So I've got to do that one next. Uh, my son keeps telling me which one he wants printed next, so I've, I've got to do that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and in the middle bottom, it's just an image of um, what you know, a head looks like with supports. Um, and just to explain to people that the way that is there, it actually prints upside down. So when, you, when you're slicing and adding supports, you actually have to think in, in, in 180 degrees the other way up because what's actually going to... Gravity is... You're fighting gravity the whole time. And as it's printed, it's, it's sucking up from, from the resin tank. And what, what the supports are doing are actually bridging the gap between the cold islands. So, you know, if, if all of a sudden it's going to print something that would just be in midair, you have to have a support touching that, otherwise it's going to stick to the FEP and you're not going to get it to print properly. So that's the, 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 the slicer software does quite a good job of, um, of adding the supports, but you can see that and you can see them all sticking up there. But occasionally you've got to like have a look yourself and just say, actually, that's not going to print properly. So you have to add your own supports as well. Um, and that's where you, you end up with failures. Yeah, it'll over support as well. So it'll put supports on, depending on the angle that you've you've put the sculpts. So it, it put a support, say, bang on the end of the nose. And actually, yeah. if you've got it angled a certain way, the nose becomes self-supporting because of the angle exactly. you've got it at. So sometimes you need to go in and go, no, I don't think I need one there. Or it just do something stupid, like it just suddenly put one there. So the support's coming up over and then back down and you're like that's not good by the time you've printed this the actual model's printed so you just take it off exactly um, it's always a trade-off as well because um you know like what Ian just said there you know yes you can have a support on the nose but that particular sculpt that's anarchy for you know from the dc universe yeah it had quite an intricate hair at the back so what I didn't want to do is angle it too far back and have supports yeah. all over his hair because then you ruin the definition on the hair. So yeah. every print is different. You've always got to say, well, actually, what do I want to sacrifice more? Is it the detail at the front, detail at the back, or you know, where do you want to put the supports, really? So it's, yeah, con it's, it's a constant learning curve. Because hair is normally quite a good place to, to lose some of the supports. Yeah. And as well, if, you, if, you're heat, if you're washing the model in warm water getting the supports off is dead easy and it doesn't leave too much of a mark yeah. if you're just yeah. um, doing it in cold water getting the supports off can be a proper bastard um, I find if I do if I cure something well, sorry wash it in warm water I can uh, particularly if it's a piece of armour so the clone trooper stuff like the breastplates and that you can get your fingers behind it and just run it along the supports and they all just pop off and it's fine um, yeah it makes life a lot easier. It's a good trick. I mean, even I've even read that the guys who don't use the water washable, they use the stuff that you have to use the isopropyl alcohol yeah. for. They'll actually wash it in isopropyl first, then they'll dunk it in warm water to soften yeah. the scuts of the, the things, and then and then then pull the the um, the supports mm. off before they cure it. So they'll actually do use yeah. isopropyl and water. Because I use um, IPA wipes as well. So I, even though I cure, I wash everything in in warm water. Um, I then get the IPA wipes and, and wipe it all over. It what that does is it takes the water off, so you don't leave any any chalky marks. 
and it, it dries yeah. it a lot quicker and it just gets rid of any shitty bits that are on there and it tends yeah, to work. Yeah, you've got to air dry it otherwise, that, haven't you? Yeah, I found that works works quite well. Um, so I I mainly print head sculpts um, and accessories and stuff for figures. So that trooper on the left, all the armour um, and both helmets are all 3D printed. That's a guy called uh, Ricky Ma, who, um, Ricky, M.A., I think it's Ma, he sells the armour files, and they're already scaled down to six scale. So you just, uh, he does, t- he's got a slightly smaller printer than me, so he gives you the files pre-sliced, all ready to go. So you just drop them on your build plate as one one file, and it's got all the different parts on, um, or they're individual and you slice them yourself. Because I've got a bigger build plate, it, I, it takes two prints for me to do the whole armour. So I just re-slice them myself and do them. Um, but they're all designed to fit a standard narrow shoulder body, not uh, not a Stormtrooper body, so you can get any generic body and use it. Um, it's a great kit, but like I said before, I need some flexible resin, ideally, for stuff like the belt um, and the knee pads and the, the elbow pads, because when you get them over this, this lump here in your arm, they tend to snap. One good thing about resin, though, is when it does snap, it snaps really cleanly. So if you do get a break, you can glue it back, and yeah. you can't tell. But you, you don't. You might have a very thin line, and that's about it. They're very clean breaks when it does break. Mm. Um, it's really easy to glue as well, isn't it? Like super glue yeah. works really well with. Yeah, with it. stupidly easy. Um, so the three D printed trooper. Uh, I did that, and then that Batman sculpt is that Lux sculpt one I was on about um, that I got him to design because originally I wanted an Unreal Customs one, um, but he wanted like my national insurance number and stuff like that, and I don't tend to give that type of stuff up over the internet. You know, it's it's kind of like your national. Um, it's like a social security. Yeah, it's like like a social security number. Like you, you just you don't need it. So I, I was like. Oh, I wanted one for my Batman, and like I said, I reached out to Luxcope and Bob's your uncle. He did me one. I printed it and painted it. Um, the Vader, the bashed up Vader, that is actually a misprint. So I got sent that file to print for someone because it's quite thin. All the supports were kind of up inside it. When I took the supports out, it ripped out the eyepiece. So. I've had it sitting on my desk for about a year. It's just something that sits there. Um, and I and the, at the weekend I thought, oh, hang on, I've got a spare Sideshow Vader sculpt. I wonder if it fit inside it. So I pushed it up inside it and I was like, oh, it does. I'm going to cut that eye out and do what other people have done and do a, a fucked up Vader. So sometimes you can having a a misprint you can get away with using it if you if you're a bit creative um and then the unmasked vader sculpt was a free sculpt that came with a quarter scale vader statue i bought mainly for parts because i thought i like the stand on that and i like this and i like that so i thought i can print those and just keep the bits i want um i think it's done by david patton dean uh it's a really good sculpt um I've got miles and miles of usage out of that scope. Uh, it's really, I really like it. Um, then I've got a couple of pauldrons that I've done, which um, fit the Hot Toys one. You just scale them to the right size. Um, it can, originally comes as two parts. So what you can do using 
using your slicer is join the bits together and then save it as one file. When you're joining stuff, stuff digitally, you've only got to be mindful of any gaps. So what you don't want to do is have it just hovering above and not flat. So if you have a little opening, you can't cure it or wash it, and then that's when you'll get splits. Um, but if you kind of merge them together, it's fine. And then uh, Luxscope also does busts that I, I've printed a few of those off. And the good thing about the busts is um, the heads come off and you can put them on a six scale figure. So my Mando, is the bust there and then what you do is you take the head off and then you can just plonk that on your Mandalorian figure and then mm -hmm. when you want the helmet back on you just put it back on the bust so you've got that option to be able to display it either way um, he's done loads of stuff and then um, <clears throat> and then Salacious Crumb was from Thingiverse as well. That was a free file from Thingiverse. I, I love that. I, 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 and the again, paintwork just, is so good. Yeah, it goes back to what I said before. You can't believe someone would give that file away no. for free. It's so no. good. And yeah, you've, you've done it justice with the paint, like, it, like Zach said. The, um, so he does another version as well where he's sitting down. So you effectively get a sitting crumb um, with no cushion so you can put him on the edge of something. So if you've got the, uh, the, the throne... And all that you can just pop him, pop him on the end. But that that was by far. I'd done two of them. I, I had got one to paint as a commission, and I printed one off and did one for myself. Um, that is I've probably actually, one of my favourite things I printed. Oh, it's great! You know, I, I've actually just bought today, and this is another commission I'm doing. Um, you know, Max Rebo and the band from um, from Jabba's Palace. Legend. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, Max Rebo slicing it wasn't duping me cool. So um, I've, been, I've asked, been asked to print the entire band off in one six scale which is it's nice. a it's quite a task um i've just bought the files today it cost about eight about eighty dollars for the files for, for all, yeah. the whole band um but yeah i'm looking forward to printing it it's going to be quite a job and it's going to use a lot of the almost the entire build area of the of my big printer to do some of yeah the max's piano and all that but it'd be, it'll turn out well i can tell yeah yeah, there's loads. The thing is with 3D printers, the options are endless. There's so oh, much exactly. stuff yeah. you can get. Um, so much. And and what you end up doing is you end up collecting quite a vast amount of files. Some you will never even print. You, you buy them and you go, oh, I'm going to print that, and you don't. I've got <laughs> yeah. files for um, the Mandalorian's like sweet bike. I'm, I was going to print it, but it's just sitting in in my phone I've not done anything with it yeah um, same you tend you do tend to just collect files and go oh, I'll print that at some point oh I'll print that at some point it's you funny that you say that good. like there's like a thingiverse style website for hmm. Microsoft Flight Simulator and people upload like oh like I really like flying JetBlue so I made the JetBlue livery for the plane or yeah. oh I wanted to fly an F-14 so I modeled and like textured and everything it's like this crazy amount of work to make this thing and then they're like oh but you can have it for free and then it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you go to the marketplace where you could buy the planes, and it's like a hundred bucks, right? For like yeah. essentially maybe just a slightly better version. Mm. You just download for free. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Thingiverse exactly is great. I've 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 looked in Thingiverse. Some fantastic things. 
some fantastic stuff up there. Yeah, it's a great place to start, especially when you when you first get your printer. You're like, well, what what can I print? You spend hours on Thingiverse just looking at stuff, and then <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can't you then can't decide what to print first because there's so much good stuff. Yeah, I got to step up for one second. I'll be right. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's um, Thingiverse is ideal. Like I remember when I first got mine, and you do you just sit there for hours. I just is you know you just type in like Star Wars, and you go, I want that, and I want that. Yeah. And I like that, and I want that. And there's um there's a guy called uh, Sid Sid Naik. Yes, and he yeah. does um he does really good busts and things like that. And um my Kylo it didn't have a a Kylo scoped, so I downloaded the bust and used the head. Like yeah, they were quite reasonably priced. And he does a lot of Star Wars stuff and a lot of Game of Thrones stuff. And there's all these different sculptors and there's the Patreon. These these different sculptors that that give Patreon benefits. So you give them, you sign up for like a tenner a month. You get access to a massive back library, and then you get access to like a new sculpt every month, or a new piece of armor, or new something. So finding files is super easy. My yeah, only yeah. Um, my only concern at the moment is lots of people are making lots of different things and we know from six scale that companies don't like people making their stuff um particularly when it comes to copyright and things like that like my only concern at the moment is as it gets more and more popular and the more say movie studios and companies clamp down and say ah you can't you can't sell that or you can't give that away for free because people are printing stuff and selling it like that's my only concern at the moment yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was going to say just on uh, how easy it is to resize stuff, and once you, but as soon as you realise that, even when you first start, you think you can, you know, you can literally download any file, resize it to a six scale or a quarter scale or whatever scale you want, and it's just so easy to do. That's probably the first thing you learn as well, isn't it? Just resizing yeah. things. Yeah, um, but, but uh, a pair of calipers, getting a pair yeah. of calipers, like. Because I remember, I can't remember if I've done it, but that Sean Dab scope that he gave away, trying to trying to figure that out without calipers meant the first yes. one I did was fucking massive. And I was like, ah, fuck. Um, yeah, def- definitely need some calipers just to measure out yeah, the existing yeah. head sculpts and go, exactly. yeah, I was way off. But um, there's plenty, um, like you say, you can just download anything, scale it down. It's yeah, made it, me it's, rethink it how I opens connect. up all sorts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at, like, when I look at the exclusive that come with stuff and I look at what, and when you hear, particularly one of the groups, when you hear people go, well, it should have come with this, and you think, it's not a bad idea, actually. I wonder if there's a file for that. Oh, there is. Oh, I can mm-hmm. have that. That's fine. And you scale yeah. it down, you print it. Um, it's like all the additional Mandalorian stuff before the Beskar one came out. People were printing Cantonos and and big fucking mud horn stands and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, you just kind of go, yeah, okay, this is where it gets really cool. And particularly in vehicles, like people doing blurgs and and swoop bikes and combining yeah. resin and, and normal printers. It, it, and then, then hot toys come along and make them anyway. Yeah, but I, I I honestly think it's because Hot Toys look at the groups and they see what people are doing and what people go yeah, yeah. for and they go, we can we can mass produce that. Yeah, 
Yeah, like, I totally. like this whole grievous thing with the joints. I was looking at the joint pieces, thinking, surely someone can print that. Can print yeah, a, a better job. joint. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, because it, obviously not a resin, because it would be probably stronger <laughs> than what they've given us. But even, um, so even resin would be yeah. But yeah, do that in FDM, and it'd be so. Yeah, do it in PLA, it'd be a lot stronger. Yeah. So there's bits like that and you know if we you know i mean Watto, he's a great example he's got a print farm he's got loads of machines yeah. um and he started off doing the replacement parts for kenner vehicles and stuff like that um brilliant idea because you can get scanners and stuff like that as well that you can literally scan parts and print oh, yeah. it. um so the, the options are, are really really the software endless. you can get for your mobile phone now isn't there and you just scan it with your phone and then it just, yeah, you know, the, 3D, the software then convert it into a 3D image. Yeah, I mean, when you see, because um, you see it on the Facebook groups where people have done that, and you kind of go, that, that's not going to be any good. And then they show you the print and you go, that's that's pretty good, actually. That's way better than I yeah. thought it was going to be. People um, doing their own heads better. now, aren't they? Like, of yeah. their own head. Yeah, like I've, I was tempted <laughs> just to see what it come <laughs> out with. But yeah, it's it's an insane, it's an insane thing, and when it comes to toy collecting, there's just so much more you can do. Um, yeah, totally. Because I know, I, I I know, in the last sort of year, there's probably another five or six people who've gone out and bought printers. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of the customizers in the in the hobby now have gone and bought printers, haven't they? Because uh, they realised actually you could just it opens up so much more. Uh, possibilities to feel when you're making custom figures especially yeah and stuff like so say like this battle damaged sculpt in the middle you don't mind taking a dremel to it so when i first started customizing you would have to buy a helmet and you would yes. have to cut the fucker up and you'd sit there and go this was 30 quid yeah if i fuck this up that's 30 quid down the drain yeah, Whereas, you might not get another one easily either. No, exactly. Whereas something like that, you go four hours worth of printing, and half the time, if you know you're going to be cutting it up, you print two off in a way because it yeah. doesn't take you any more time. So you've always got a spare, and you know stuff like this where like I was doing the battle damage on this replacement one. I've actually cut that too deep, and I've gone, oh fuck. Oh well, I'll print another <laughs> one off. Whereas if that was an actual proper Hot Toys dome, I'd be having kittens going, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, Whereas yeah, now exactly. it's like, well... Because when I was spray painting one one up, it fell off and just smashed into a million pieces on the floor. If that was something I'd bought, I'd be livid. But I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, well. I'll print something else then. <laughs> I'll just do it again. So anyone who's mildly interested in customising, it's the way forward. Oh, yeah, by definitely. far, by by far, and it's not as expensive by a long way. No, like small stuff before. you can print. Like a head is only going to cost you a few quid to print, isn't it? It's it's the smaller stuff's really really cheap to do. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, with like with a lot of the Mandalorian like knee pads and thigh pads and stuff like that, even if I had a smaller printer, you could probably get six on the bill plate easy. Yeah. I mean, if you decided you were going to print them all upright, it would take you longer, but you could you could stack them up and get way more on. Um, 
but I think the knee pads, if I print a knee pad out, it only takes 40 minutes. It's not long at all. That's nothing, is it really? No. And when I think about my first printer, that 40 minutes would be like three hours. Like it saves so much time with a new printer. We're not quite we're not quite Star Trek replicator times yet, are we? You know, getting the no. T L grey hot in about three seconds, but <laughs> it'll get there. It will get it will get it, faster yeah. and faster. Well they I, I was sent an email by um it was it was either any cub it was I think it was any cubic. And um they're they're touting a their new their new printers. Um mm. so you can jump on the uh GoFundMe page for it and you'll get one oh, for right. like 400 quid instead of like 800 quid but what they've actually done is they put a projector in the bottom of the, the unit so instead of it being an actual screen it's mm. a projector so it projects the light up onto it and apparently it's meant to be five times quicker and you get like 12k clarity out of stuff and it looked wow. phenomenal but expensive <laughs> Yeah, but it'll really come down expensive. in price as it always does. Yeah, I mean, I looked bef- like before we came on. I had to look to see how much uh, the Mono X was, and Amazon wouldn't six hundred and fifty or quid. Uh, direct off of um, any cubic was four fifty. Right. So they're starting to go down the bigger yeah. machines because yeah. now you have got the eight K and the bigger. You've got the new resin printers with the bigger build plates that people are printing actual helmets on. Yeah, the resin. new frozen Sonic Mega, whatever it's called, the 8K one, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, someone uh, was on the groups and they were printing a full-on Iron Man helmet on it. And he printed like Loki's mask, like the one from The Mask, the actual wooden yeah. mask and stuff like that. It looked phenomenal. Because you get that detail out of it, he just... It, and it, for someone who you know wants a display helmet and stuff like that you've got no prep hardly any prep at all tiny bit of rubbing down bit of filler primer and away you go like it probably saves the prop people quite a bit of money yeah definitely yeah definitely yeah it's pretty much finished the moment it comes off the printer now isn't it whereas instead of all the the work you had to do on the old on the the older villains gluing it together sanding it priming it all of that, you just don't have to do half of it. Just take the supports off, prime it, done. You're pretty much That's sorted. Mm. Yeah. So, Zach, yeah. are there any other questions about 3D printing that you think um, you can... Let me think. Let me think. Um, so definitely go with mono is what you're saying. Um, yeah. Instead of LCD, 100%. I like that. I think I think it's I think it makes a lot of sense what you're saying about the internals. It's kind of like a PC, right? Like you could buy any kind of PC, but they basically have like AMD or Intel on the inside. So it's just a matter That's of the, the the bobs and bits. That makes a lot of sense because this shit has been super fucking confusing. Um, <laughs> I did look while while we were talking earlier. I did look into the the curing station, but I didn't see a wash mm-hmm. station. So I mean, if you're doing water. Okay, I think this was just a curing. It was the Elgu Mercury, but it, it looked like it was just like a tube of light. It didn't look like it was a washing station tube. Uh, so there's what, been a couple of versions of that. Yeah. Ah, see, what, what, see, you norm, what you normally have is you, you'll have the column with the lights on, and then uh-huh. you'll have the turntable piece. The turntable uh-huh. piece normally comes out because it's got some magnets on the bottom. 
you normally drop in your wash your bucket effectively, and that's got so that's got the uh, the fan in with some magnets on the bottom of that. So the machine is effectively just a spinning magnet and a light. So when it uh-huh. when you set it to wash, you just the, it, all it does is turns that turns the lights off and just spins the the magnets. So it just washes. So the original Mercury, I'll just look at a quick look now. The original Mercury is like a black cylinder with a silver handle on top. That uh-huh. is just a curing station. Um, whereas the newer ones, I think it's the Mercury Plus, which is the newer version, um, is a, cure, a wash and cure. So that's where you switch out the um, the turntable for a for the bucket, mm. if you like. And the bucket has a little fan inside that uh-huh. spins the water. It's like a turbine, basically. Um, that basically agitates the water and moves it around, and that's what washes the actual thing itself. It's all driven off magnets. I mean, if, uh, if you're going for a washing cure machine, I'd probably go for one off of eBay. Try and pick one up secondhand. You can probably get one of the yeah. first generation. Um, yeah. Or even just go on, any, go on any Cubic's website or Creality's website. It doesn't, you know, if you have an Elegoo printer, you don't need the Elegoo wash, washing cure. Oh, get, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, get the, get the any Cubic or the, the, whatever's cheapest, really, because they're all, when I mean, I've just gone on any Cubic's website, you can get the. Wash and Cure 2 for $109. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they tend to do free shipping. They quite often have discounts as well. Um, so, yeah, and you can get the big one for 209 I think, I mean, Ian, you got a really good deal on the, yeah. the Wash and Cure I, you got, didn't you? Yeah, so the Wash and Cure I got was was similar to the price of the small one. Um, every now and again, any cubic will just have an absolutely mental sale. And they just, it's almost like they've got too much stock and they just mark it down ridiculously. Or oh, there's a so new model worth, coming out, so it yeah. could be either way. Yeah, so my, my washing cure didn't cost anywhere near that. Um, <coughs> I think it was just over 100 quid or something. It wasn't wasn't a lot. It wasn't a yeah. lot at all for what it was. Yeah, but you, no. that, the, only, the only cubic one usually is the best, the best <laughs> price, their, their washing cure. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys answered every question. I mean, like, it, it seems like resin um is the way to go and and i know you guys are saying like kind of you kind of went through like how much bottles you grow through but you also print like a ton like a lot more than i think i would be printing Mm. um so i i mean i think i think you answered everything i mean the big thing was the slicing software and the um support structures but i mean you said you can auto generate and just kind of pick and choose it so um and all that stuff comes with the purchase like you just download it like with the Exactly. Most people use um, ChichiBox, which is the, the, the go-to one that everyone tends to start with. I use a different one called Lychee, um, which people tend to find later on and realize that it's actually better. You know, there's, a, there's a paid-for version, like a premium version you can pay for, which I do. It's like $4 a month, um, uh-huh. but you get lots of extra features with that. I, just, I prefer Lychee just because it nicer, it's nicer to use, but mm-hmm. ChichiBox is, is more than fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm super excited. Yeah. I think to I want to get one, I, but the thing is, I I don't want to paint things. So it's like I was thinking because we're trying to think <laughs> of what to do for the Patreons for the top tier, mm. and I was thinking like being able to print like oh if you need like an accessory or something, you know, the, within reason we could print it, right? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want my whole life to be just printing things. Um, but but then like I don't want to deal with um having to paint all the things that we print but, but when you 
when you think about it, so there's some stuff. Um, if you're printing some, if you're if you're going to offer something that's black, for argument's sake, you just print it black. Like yeah. you can get coloured resins and stuff. And uh-huh. I'm not being funny as well. If you say to people like you're going to get, for argument's sake, if you said I'm going to give someone a clone trooper set of armour that I printed, they're not going to care if it's painted or not. They're just going to be yeah. happy to have that. So. You know, saying to someone you've got to paint it or arrange for, or arrange for someone to paint it, isn't a big deal. It's half the battle. Um, yeah, it's better yeah, than yeah. nothing. And when you look at some of the stuff you can, um, you can print for people. Some of it is dead easy to paint. Um, I know I broke the leg, but I started doing a pickle rick. Like it's dead hey. easy. So yeah. <laughs> you could you could literally print pickle ricks off and send them to people and it wouldn't be a big deal if they'd have to paint it themselves um yeah yeah i mean i've painted like i, I i'm pretty familiar with resin like finishing and like because obviously yeah. we do a lot of work with wanos and um yeah. yeah so i'm familiar with all that so i i think i'm like kind of over the edge of making that decision but then i'm like kind of weighing all the options like you know, because not everyone wants custom stuff. So, like, we've been thinking of, like, hats and stuff to send to people, you know, like, different swag items, you know, every six months or something like that. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, the thing. So but, I'd say buy buy a printer for you, for what you want to do uh-huh. with it. And then if there's stuff that you can do for Patreonies and stuff like that, then that's a bonus. It's, it's, a, it's a... Because I think it's... For, like... Because I, I print stuff to sell stuff, and I, I print stuff to customize it and sell it. And some stuff goes like that. So the 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 Mando stuff literally paid for my printer within about two. And weeks. that's the it thing, right? Full. Like I I wanted to be able to take advantage of that as a as a fundraising thing for the network too, right? So yeah. Because like, we do we've done runs a few times of different random things. Hmm. It would be nice to have, um, you know the ability to do that to, to raise some funds because we yeah. always have things like you know next year we're going to expand an xlr being able to to fund that with something else i think would be, hmm. would be what cool. you have to what you have to take into account though is, is there's some stuff you will print that you will think will fly off and everyone will love it it sits there for months before anyone touches it uh-huh um you've also got to think of um the resin cost as well so a yeah, bottle yeah, yeah, yeah. of resin will cost like 40 quid and actually if, if you're batch printing stuff and you're filling up that say you've got a mono x like i've got and you print that you fill up that bill plate you will use quite a lot of resin but what you will do is because the the vat is a lot bigger you'll put you'll pour half a bottle of resin in every time you print and you almost kind of go, um, and if you're like me, you kind of go, well, it seems a shame not to fill up the bill plate. So <laughs> sometimes you will just waste resin on shit that doesn't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, misprint, stuff like that. So when you are printing to sell or to do stuff for people, you have to think You have to think of how long the machine's tied up for means that you can't print anything else because that machine's tied up. Uh-huh. Um, you've got to think of, actually, if it, if it does fuck up... Um, how much that's another print yeah how much have i lost yeah uh, like steve said earlier there are there's stuff you can do to repair things um uh-huh. if it's only a small a small failure but then that's more time you've got to sit there and process you have it to expect after. failures yeah failures will happen even when you get good at it you'll still you'll still yeah. get failures and then sometimes there's no rhyme nor reason you can print the same file in the same position in the same place for yeah. 
days upon days upon days and it will be fine then all of a sudden it will just not work and it will yeah. just fail like a temperature um, change or something stupid yeah yeah because i find in the middle of the summer when we had that heat wave everything printed absolutely fantastic because the resin was really was really fluid and it was great yeah. and it was fantastic but in the winter when the resin's colder and it's a lot more um it's a lot more resistance to it you tend to get some more failures so it really does depend on a lot of things yeah well i think so there you go i think i learned everything i need mm. to know did we do the patreon read already sorry i was my dad came uh, in to give him some stuff no no you we go haven't of yep if we just say thank you to our two wonderful sponsors first let's just play oh, the yes. ads and sorry then we go that. no no worries we go straight in only fools and collecting is brought to you by Watto's scrapyard they 3D print parts for your hard-to-come-by Kenner vehicles. They 3D print 1 12th and 1 6th scale head sculpts from a massive back catalogue. If there is a particular character you want he can design and 3D print it for you for a reasonable price. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Backdrops and bases displays are printed directly to substrate on foam display board using UV matting so there is no fade or glare. The nameplates are precision etched using their in-house laser machine. They offer a very bespoke service designing displays and nameplates to your requirements. You can contact Backdrops and Bases via their Facebook page, Backdrops and Bases. Thank you very much, guys. Oh, I was. Many an hour spent on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't want to butcher everyone's name. Would you do the honor, Zach? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not usually the reader. Uh, big shout out to the Patreon is Sean Fear, uh, Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, Leo Hernandez, King Louis, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, James Colley, Jean Breda, Equan, Chris. Alan Serena, Danley, Dee Dee Martin, Stephen Krett, Big Ol' Fern, King, Zachary V, Caesar Marquin, Mike Cruz, Lisa Martin, Bomonsky, Rick De Gregorio, Alvin Jules, John the Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Bola Boyd, Jimmy James, Mario Cortez, Stephen Purchase, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Steve and Maria Stanley, Jesse Contreras, Eddie Manzanares, Joe Corpus, Louis Bennett, Kevin Vagar, and Chip Perrin. Thank you so much for your patronage. I'll let you take over on this slide again. Cool, cool. So we have, if you want to be one of these merry band of men, uh, we have three tiers with the Sweet Angel at $5 per month. Uh, let me load this up. Uh, so um, if you want patron exclusive swag from the Collective Weekly Network, you've got it here. $5 a month includes a sticker sent straight to your door, as well as access, access not axe sex. That's a completely niche thing that will cost you more than five dollars a month. Access to After Dark uh, replay. Uh, we've also got the Certified Crispy, which is fifteen dollars a month. Uh, this tier includes an official Certified Crispy certificate on the first pledge. Assistance with figure fixes by Zach. Um, just message him beforehand, and if you're in the UK, just drop us a message and we we'll sort you out. Uh, and all the benefits of each of the previous tier, uh, international postage will be charged at cost for the certificates. Uh, so that's anyone outside the US. Uh, and there's the 25 Water Guy tier. Uh, so they get the signed collecting weekly live 18 by 24 silhouette poster on the first pledge. 
doubles of all the stickers and all the benefits of the previous tiers and again international postage are charged at costs um, or a free printable file can be sent lovely stuff um, yeah so that's our patreon give it a go uh, we've also got lots of lovely swag um, on T Public at the moment so we got our only fools t-shirt for the only fans um, wow. we got Ox Plays Collecting Weekly Gooch Grease which is my personal favourite um, and I really like the small talk one with the uh, little bleeding arsehole there which is fantastic um, <laughs> <laughs> so that is that's the swag if you if you do want to go buy a t-shirt that would be fantastic because it really it really helps um, yeah and this is this is us. This is the network. This is everyone. I do you want to do this? Yeah, it's probably it's probably about time that on an episode of OFAC we get a proper read through of this. Yeah, I don't. I want to hear. I don't want to hear Ian roast everybody. <laughs> yeah, <come laughs> and good good for you, Ian. I'm back in the cockpit, baby. Yeah, more uh, more ammunition there. We got small talk. All the smaller figures. Uh, every other Thursday, alternating with uh, in and outs of collecting, or I'm sorry, uh, OFAC every other Thursday. So one Thursday will be OFAC, one Thursday will be Small Talk. Uh, collecting Weekly Live every Tuesday at 8.30, the uh, the best show on the network. Not the Crown Jewel, though. That's OFAC. Don't ever forget that. Mm. The Ringcast. we got to get a Crown Jewel t-shirt one day uh, for we OFAC. The to, Ringcast, yeah. the new Lord of the Rings show we started. It's monthly, uh, hosted by Mark, along with our monthly Live and Let Dice, uh, hosted by Cody with uh, Dean, myself, Deanie, uh, and James playing. And I think we're going to have some kind of NPC-style characters every once in a while. Uh, every Monday, Collecting Weekly Live on Boxing, After Dark every Wednesday, and then Ox Plays. Uh, we'll probably be alternating Fridays with in and outs of Collecting. So tons of great stuff on the network there. Uh, and then uh, we have Collecting Weekly Clips on Instagram. So it's Collecting Weekly underscore Clips, your favorite moments of the Collecting Weekly shows, minus apparently OFAC, um, uploaded <laughs> weekly in 60 second <laughs> shorts so i've got to admit that. i am quite lazy when it comes to that i think this would be really good for clips i'll do it i'll add it i'll, I'll send it over and then i forget and then it's only when we come back on the following week i'm like fuck i didn't do the clips <laughs> but yeah could be worse could be a lot worse i think you're muted there mate I learned a lot today. I think everyone else did too. <laughs> and if you have any questions, you can hit up Ian and Steve on Auxiliary, and they might be able to they help do. you with their 3D printing needs. Hmm. Yeah, Definitely. Great bonus. Definitely. Cool. Well, thank you, everyone. And if this is Christmas when this airs, have a Merry Christmas or Happy just Christmas. a normal Happy September. If Hanukkah. We've all got your Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa whatever, Baba Ganoush, whatever it is. Um, wow. Away we go. <laughs> Gilgamesh. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks everyone, and we shall see you later. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.